This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn, Sheila Highland. Last week it was Huey Lewis with an incredible story of uh, his music, 30 million albums that he sold, and also four years ago when he lost his ability to hear pitch and tone, so he's been unable to perform. That was a hell of a story, guys. But you went to the Lucille Ball Museum in Jamestown, Mr. Craig. I, I did. I, I, I'm sorry I missed the podcast. I'm happy it's 37. The reason Larry's happy about 37 is we thought this would only last 27. So we are 10 <laughs> over, and we were just both amazed. But uh, Jamestown, New York has a museum there. Lucille Ball grew up in Jamestown, uh, of all things. And Lucille Ball and Desiernes were so big in the 50s, their, their show, that... Okay, AFC Championship game. Draws, what, 45 million people to watch. Not Super Bowl, which is cute, but AFC Championship. Lucille Ball's show drew 45 million every week to watch her show. So she had an AFC Championship game rating every single episode. And what was the population of the it country was, back then? Not as big, of that course. That explain right? why they were wealthy. It was in the 50s, but they owned everything. But, it, but, but So the museum, though, features her and Desi Arnaz, but it's also, they want to turn into a Cooperstown of stand-up, and all forms of comedy, actually. So you'll have things, uh, clips from Jim Gaffigan. There's a room, an entire room, with just all kind of like little scripts of paper, little doodles of George Carlin. It's just all George Carlin's. Yeah, and you'll, you'll, you'll see, you know, the hippie-dippy weatherman scribbled or seven dirty words scribbled. But it's all from his notebooks. And, and all, it's how he wrote his... So there's a whole room just dedicated to Carlin. So that's why I'm saving Larry's scraps. So one day when we have the museum, I will have the Larry yeah, room. Save that cocktail napkin. It'll be worth nothing someday. Yes, Larry's ideas on there. Like, uh, I wish dollar, tr- dollar store sold gasoline or something, whatever. You, These are big. Well, one of the things we get to I do, do wish, don't dollar store should sell gasoline. On the podcast is uh, create a thematic. And we are very excited because we have a legendary artist who's got a legendary event coming up. <laughs> Tom Boss, Tom is, uh, you can tell by his hands because he still has paint on them, which is, as you would expect, an artist artist would do that. Get off his glasses. Tom, welcome to the podcast. (laughs) Appreciate you coming in. I'm flattered and humbled to be here, Larry. I have a Huey Lewis story. Yeah, I want to hear it. Please. So I put my Penn State degree to good use years ago as the Pirate Parrot because of my sweet dance moves. Okay. (laughs) And uh, they had a concert (laughs) after a game scheduled, and my dressing room was in the visiting football team locker room at Three River Stadium. So about halfway through the game, I went back to my locker room to change because I just would get soaked. Right, you paired off it. They had the whole locker room set up 
as their holding area, their green oh. room for whatever the, right. for the show. So the whole band is in the room, and I come waltzing in with the head off, wedding, <laughs> and then, dude, man, the parrot. you're the parrot. So Instant and they had, it was fully catered, and my eyes opened up because I like would eat a hot dog during yeah. the game. It, well, the pirates were very nice employers, but they weren't like feeding me that well. And so my eyes lead up. Long story short, I'm sitting at the couch with the band drinking beers for like two innings. Don't tell, don't tell. They can't fire me. There's a, that's too late. Statue of limitations. But they were so great. He was so great, so nice. How well, cool is that? How cool know. is it that he was the pirate bear? That's what I'm saying. Who could have thought that when you were a little kid, say one day you're going to be in a parrot outfit drinking yeah. with a rock star? <laughs> I had I had a job offer with a sporting news magazine to be an illustrator and a designer, and I was going to be at editorial cartoonist. It was a dream job. Yeah, but being uh, a parrot was much better. It was hotter and better. Very creative. But my sister showed me a post. Nancy Mosser. Nancy Mosser casting. Yes. She showed me a, an article Nancy. in the Post-Gazette. The Pirates were having auditions for the Parrots. She said, you got to do this. My <laughs> Nancy parents knew. were theater people. And I was a cheerleader at Penn State. So okay. I, like, I was just yes, you had the. So, yeah. For those that don't know, your sister is the preeminent casting director in town right. now. And she's been doing that for a long time. And I know your brother-in-law, Jack Bailey, who I did commercials with for production years and years. legendary producer but he's, he's a, legendary he's, there's he's a lot of legend professor legend. in uh, yep. so you come your thanksgiving table must be really interesting with all the different right very, very collected. come from good stock just in all your own family a lot of creativity too and the entrepreneurial mm-hmm. creativity really huh. well so yeah i uh I decided I wanted to, I had this itch to perform, which is great to have Maria here. Right. Uh, and yeah, all artists, uh, comedians, writers, actors, they have to have income coming in. So yes. I jumped around in a bird suit to, I had a studio on the south side and I just kept pushing. And, and, and that's what's funny. Uh, we were talking off the air that artists, man, it's, it's a roller, you know, roller gets up and uh, it's up. It's, that's the game. It's the way it is. And the, I was saying, Tommy, you're on, you're on the upswing, man. Things are going, the, with the art, your artwork is, it, it, you know, kind of exploding. New, a new branch on your tree you're growing or whatever, however you describe it, but it's getting and, different. And you guys with the same. You're having a podcast. This is a whole new genre. Right. But I don't like the term emerging artist. No. You never stop no, emerging. No, you never stop. As a voiceover, radio host, podcast host, dancer, performer. Yeah, but how stop. do you go from being a parrot to being a premier artist? How, I was doing was the whole time. Okay. I was, it I was doing it. It just seems like an odd combination. Fine line. No, it was just, um, <laughs> you know, people, an, a fine actor, singer... Uh, some famous movie star, they waited tables. Oh, so yeah, well, there's actually right. performing in what you're... But it was incredibly creative right. doing uh, the parrot. That's what I'm no, saying. I would bring in performance. Because he had three of stadium. They had that awful astroturf that we'd see water stains drying during games. You, you were know? doing physical comedy. Yeah, and I drove the four-wheeler, and I tried... The, my, the players would take bets on how... If I'd run over Barry Bonds, you know? They were like... <laughs> the kitty was up to like $40,000 yeah. if I would hit Bonds on the four-wheeler. Wow. So a true story. Now, let's talk about your, your new exhibit because uh, in the politically correct world we live in, I heard you had a little issue on social media right. just because of the name of the exhibit, right? I think uh, Instagram shut me down. Why? On Mosser Design. I can't figure out why, but I think I would say, like if there was a big face of, no, I would say big face of Maria, Maria Angelica Caruso. Okay. Have you seen Maria lately? She's getting awfully big. <laughs> Here is her big face. I would right. say stuff like that just as a cute And someone thing. thought you were big. body shaming. I was body shaming. That's, that's wow. so crazy. I know. So I have to, I'm going through all the websites and trying to And let's back. be honest, Maria, 
Angelica Caruso as a dancer yeah. cannot be shamed for her body. <laughs> no. And she is one of your subjects. And Maria, we appreciate you coming out. Thanks for we having me. We enjoyed our day with you as well. And yes. I forget what episode 21, maybe. How do you something. remember that? It's amazing. Yeah, we had a great interchange. Maria is an internationally known dancer. You tap dance for us. We tap dance. We want the taps. That's right. Now, that's how we found out Sheila was a dancer as well. She hid this talent like from being a woman. I like to say dancer. Like to say dan- dan- I like it. You catch Larry saying dancer. Well, that's like what I like that. I know. Very I professional. That. Hello, love. You're dancer. <laughs> dancer. No, dancer. Dancer. That's how we dancers. Say it here. Dance the night away. But if you say dancer, dancer. You, well, yes. It's like when I'm a tiny dancer. The guy that used to run the opera, Tito Cababianco, he said opera. Which sounds so. Pittsburgh say. Opera, Opera, you know, Maria Angela Caruso. She's really good, Jimmy. I used to listen to years ago, and uh, she's a good dancer. But she is an international She can performer. kick up, a, can kick and, up some uh, best. She's done a lot of shows and has taught a lot of talent uh, over the years. So, the question, We met dancing. You, is, well, you met we collaborated. Tom Mosser dancing. Yeah. So, Maria, describe... This interaction with Tom on stage as you created this, you called it an installation. I call it an installation. So our concept was that we were going to take the show title, which was Phoenix Rising, and we were going to kind of create that into a live art installation. So we came up with three canvases that were going to be held by dancers um, that were going to be also moving around the space. But the idea was, is as he was painting, because his back was to the audience, I was the vision, the phoenix, that would kind of move around and so it the whole piece was really focused on not on me necessarily but on him actually painting the strokes the way he used his body and at the end the dancers flipped all the canvases and it became one giant phoenix wow three five foot by seven foot mm-hmm. canvases so i would paint for a while they take one off put okay. back, back on so everyone no one knew what yeah. he was painting and everyone's like who the, this and he was like dan- i mean you should have seen him so dancing you were dancing. It was it together as the phoenix you know yeah, yeah that was really cool so it was you, amazing so it was you, amazing to be on stage at the Bayern, oh, yeah. with with her and uh, and you were kind of retiring then, and that I didn't happen. Farve of dance, but that wasn't choreographed. So that was, <laughs> Maria, that wasn't choreographed. You were imp- You were just going with it. That wasn't yeah. choreographed, like for, all most of it. No, for that particular yeah. section of the whole sh- evening show, it was a mood. It was it was all about the improvisation. Totally improv- so I think yeah. we kind of we we did kind of play up the idea of like where I was going to be in space because right. it wasn't but. really actually. It was really hard to stage because you know you had these giant pieces and he had four. I'm gonna forget this. Four minutes to complete each of the three pieces. So I paint so with both hands, so it, yeah. it's oh, really? ambidextrous, so that, that helps, and it's wow. theatrical, too, when you All right. it just, you know, piano players play with both hands. I don't hands know that I've ever even I've never... heard of a performance like that. No. You talk about an immersive art. It's awesome. So I wish we could have done, like, a series. Of how them, did yeah. you choose the subjects for your exhibit? So Really Big Faces was, was supposed to play, take place on March 13, 2020. There was a little shutdown that weekend. So initially it was going to be like 15 friends. Mayor Peduto agreed to it and that kind of changed things. But I wasn't happy for the reasons of COVID. It was awful. But I was excited because I wanted to do more. I was mm-hmm. glad because I was getting better at these. And I was my techniques, the flow loop right. technique that I call them, I was developing 
a great theme and I could see the potential, especially with COVID and Black Lives Matter and gender identity stuff that was going on. The election craziness. This instead some violin players would go on a balcony and play a violin to like reach out to right. the community, to Express. the world for positivity. I was said, I'm gonna make more of these big faces and I'm gonna like tell the stories of everybody. And it was medical workers, people in the arts, entrepreneurs. It could be just uh, a mom, a single mom, uh, a cancer survivor, a postal worker, a grocery store worker. All our, it's, a, Life. it's a story of yeah. diversity, but it's a story about diversity of stories, too. And how and many in total were you able to pull together? There's 81, if I counted right. Oh, how long yeah. did it take you to make it was all two, It was two and a half years. So I kept, I kept making them, and as I made them, COVID kept pushing, so there was no venue, there was no opportunity. And then I'd find a venue, and I'd grow out of it, because there were too many. And... Uh, in February of this year, one of my subjects, David Motley, he's a philanthropist and a businessman. He paints at my studio, just the nicest guy. He sent me a text message, Tom, I think I have a building for you, the Energy Innovation Center. And this place was a revelation. It's mm. unbelievable. It's, it's a place that you, it's, it's hidden in plain sight. You drive by it all the time. A spectacular view of the city and the Covestro bright space and the Covestro companies, my presenting sponsor, they recognized the diversity that I was pushing through in the show. And they're doing the same with the company. So it's like... It was a godsend. It's marriage, Financially, because yeah. the artwork's not for sale. And, but, and why is that? Why is the artwork not for it's, sale? It's, Too personal to you? No, it's just, it's not about selling the art. It's like, it's going to come back twofold in PR, but it was just a passion project. You know, artists and dancers, you want to and you make a political statement, but you want to, like, right. make a statement that, that helps, helps. How would people. you describe to someone that doesn't know your art? How would you describe the style that you do? It's very focused on ADD. <laughs> a lot of free time, a lot of coffee. But I started out as a commercial illustrator doing magazine work, a lot of sports stuff. My, I have an agent, Tracy Specka of Sports and the Arts. I do work for sports arenas around the country, and that could, using sort of my commercial background, because I get an assignment and I have to do it. So it would be logo treatments, giant football players, giant hockey players, landscape paintings, um, like I did 43 pieces for U.S. Bank Arena in Minnesota, the Viking Stadium, 43, 42 pieces for uh, San, Francisco, San Francisco 49ers Stadium, Levi Stadium. So it's an amazing gig for me. Um, but you have to be versatile in, in the arts. You know? mm. So I've worked in all media. I've done children's portraits. I've done dog portraits to get by. It's like... Like you, you talked earlier too about your your techniques. They're unusual. They're so everything flow, that I've done. Funnel, I've flow used, and loop. What does yeah. that even mean? So I, when I was a kid, I used to, you know, when you're a kid, you had, Maria, you danced a certain way, and it's still there. That 15 year old, that 10 year old, that 20 year old is still there. So I used, I love drawing in circles, and so a lot of the illustration work, I'm compelled to draw in circles. And so my business advisor said, brand it, give it a name. So I call it the loop technique. If you look on, if you Google it, you'll see a lot of crocheting in me. How did you both hands, though, you see? That's pretty amazing. Well, just right? playing Little League uh, baseball, oh, I pitched with both hands, and I, I would get a sore elbow, and I said... So you were an athlete, you could, too. You could throw yeah. lefty and righty. Yeah. Jimmy and I find it hard to clap. Yes. <laughs> yes, very much so. Right, Jim? Yes. I mean, it's not easy. So There's, what did I get you, injured walking. I'm, I'm curious, Maria, what did you think when you saw Tom's work of you? 
Oh my God, I loved it. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of Tom's work, always have been. And uh, I remember even when we were at the Makers Fair, or we were we were out and uh, and painting together. He allowed me to be part of his process, and we I learned danced on a he canvas. Danced on a canvas, and um, he, in the grass. He painted, he's grass. painted me hmm. it live too. I've had I painted on. right. He painted me. Uh, oh my gosh, we've done so many things together. But I, I've actually so. As as a person, she was fully clothed. I was fully clothed. Yes, I was. I was naked. I was. I was wondering about that. So, I was completely nude. No, I, I had clothes I, on. Too. I have actually. Tom was I have, naked. <laughs> no. I have actually physically felt his work and how he actually right. um, uses his hands to to paint and 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 kind of it is interesting just from the perspective of watching him do it um, and then also learning about his technique and then experiencing him. It with him side by side, and then also right. him actually painting on me. So I think that I mm. probably have the best perspective inside and out of. And that's not something. Well, I know, <laughs> Marie. I know your father, and I know he would want to own this painting, but it's not it's, available. I know. <laughs> I know. Which you know, I I greatly respect that it's it is a passion project. Uh, actually, this I was with my father this morning uh, for his uh, birthday. I stopped by and I showed him the painting, and he was very excited about it um and I, I think what you're doing is i think what tom's doing is tremendous um i love in each face you can see the beauty behind his technique his artistry but also his passion for people and passion for interaction with other human beings and not just about him producing his vision of of what he sees in that person but also what they see in themselves so like when i look at the, my own face right. i see that he's taken time to understand who i am and what my vision is not just as a as a person and as an artist but as someone who, who is an activist in the community and right. i think that this exhibition really ties together a a, a really beautiful cross section of human beings um, in this area who are you know trying to push forward their independent voices and it kind of brings us all together and i think that his loop i find that that's what i love most about tom's work is that it, it it is has this like looping circular feel to it so it feels inclusive. very physical it feels inclusive <laughs> mm -hmm. physical and never ending and so i feel like this is just like you know the beginning of something really really special that may lead into other pieces that will be for sale at some point in time well you know? i would like to see another of those installation performance pieces in the future. Yes. yes. Got some space here. Yeah. Love this. Yeah, right I went there. to a Kiss First thing concert last summer and okay. they had the opening act was an artist really? who up on, went up on stage and just took paint out of buckets and just kind of threw it up on a canvas and then at the end he flipped it up Upside down, or flipped it up. Right. It was he was painting upside down. I didn't realize, and it was the huh. Statue of Liberty. Yeah, they, that's, a, that. that's a really cool it gig. It was amazing. Yeah. But I was going to point out earlier, though, that it, it, stereotypically, I think we think of artists as people being introverts. You know, they lock themselves in a room and they're painting and so forth. But you, you seem to be an extrovert. And that doesn't seem to be Tom's there. issue. <laughs> I think I, I mean, love collaboration. So like you, you, you three are collaborating, and. I think as an artist, sculptors, um, talking to your sculptor friends, they have to share machines. So they're very social because they go out and get beers afterwards. Hey, can you help me with this machine? Artists, mm -hmm. sometimes it's very solitary, but that's why I love collaborating. I've had a couple shows, one with Sarah Zuffero. She's an artist. She's one of the big faces. We, we painted side by side. I did a mural in New Jersey. It's the largest interior mural in the world. 
and I'm still tired from it, in 2007. <laughs> and uh, we painted, my team of four artists, we painted with both hands at the same time. I didn't okay. want any solid color. So what you do to make everything match, you just switch sides. You paint, fill an area, two hands, and then you switch sides so it all kind of blends together. Hmm. I think I was, you were talking about sports and, and arts, what the correlation is. Mm-hmm. I, I gave a commencement speech a couple of years ago at my high school. I did it twice in five years. They, they forgot that I did it. So they got... <laughs> So I did it twice. Made an so I got, I'm having all kinds of high school nightmares because of it. Uh, the, I was having a coffee with a buddy of mine a couple of days before mm-hmm. the second speech. And he said, Tom, you had to encapsulate your speech. That was, that's going to change and mold young minds. What would that one word be? And I said, I have no flipping idea. And then I, then I thought, that's it. Idea. Yeah. That's the word. It's the most important word in any language besides pizza, love, peace, and wine, and, and babies, and, and puppies. Chocolate. But everything that we do is an idea. If you're improving, you right. have these micro ideas. Mm-hmm. The, the shirt that you choose to wear, the cereal you choose to wear. Every, that's why we love sports. And you're playing tennis. Every shot is an idea. Right. Backhand to your forehand, forehand to your backhand, lob, chip. Whoosh, they, you know, that was a bad idea. Mm-hmm. But that's why people it, it, love so playing cool. sports. You- brought all that together and uh maria angelica caruso is one of the faces of tom mosser thanks really for, big face for she looks good in. pink hair and eyebrows <laughs> hot pink hair, hair so. you have pink hair <laughs> i'm it. colorblind really <laughs> colorblind yeah. yeah that'll be episode 38 <laughs> uh meanwhile we thank you for being thank here for maria thank you maria thank you. we're gonna meet yeah. Corey behind the energy innovation center Coming up, and uh, another one of your subjects as well. Cool. Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Cret and Sheila Hyland. It's episode 37. Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Cren, Sheila Hyland, episode 37 with legendary artist Tom Mosser. It's Convestro Presents Really Big Faces by Tom. At uh, TomMosserDesign.com. Really good at things, Tom. Yeah, he does it's very nice. He does it all. That's what's cool about Tom is, you know, he's not afraid to say he was the pirate parrot. No, and he did that with passion. Right. So whatever you do in life, you do with passion and it makes a difference. I you know, we've met people along the way, Jimmy, in our travels where there's just something about them in, in their role that you see. We were talking about Corey, right. which I being a security guard. What if that's all you thought of him to be and not known that there's this great We were talking about passion. that off the air a little bit. Yeah, it's pretty so, amazing, actually. 81 different really big faces, and we brought two more. So introduce us to our latest victims. No, that's not what he mean. Um, uh, first of all, the, he has the coolest name in the room, uh, Chef Claudie Pierre. Oui. Oh, that's oui. good. Oui, comment ça va? Claudie Pierre. Oui. That is a good... Je te toi, mon ami, bonsoir. Oh, wow. And Zachary Rudder, Zach Rudder. He is a great painter and a YouTuber and a dad of a, like, two-year-old. Yes. Oh, happy to be here. Happy to be here. Believe it or not, me and Zach got to work together for the first time for Valentine's Day. Yep. And so, it's crazy, like... Seriously? Well, serendipitous, <laughs> if you will. Now, wait a minute. So, as the chef and then an artist and a YouTuber... How did you two manage to work together? So I actually had my first museum show at the Mattress Factory for Valentine's Day. Every year for the last four years, I've done a Valentine's Day art show as a way to welcome the community in. It's all about love, single people, couples. Um, one year, people actually got engaged at my Valentine's Day show, but 
uh, Chef Love right here was actually the one that provided all the food and left everyone well fed at the end of that night. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and the thing is, he has his signature heart um, that goes on all his paintings or majority of them. Mm. And like, honestly, I didn't know. Like, they call me Chef Love. Literally, like that's like my my like tag name. So I do a lot of things. Um, I have uh, created something called the Eat Initiative, EAT Empowerment Awareness and Training Initiative, and basically it's to empower the community around food, um, healthy food, also just get. Food is a basic human right. Uh, we believe that everyone should have access to fresh produce and food. So I get the, you know, I get the likes of the legendary Tom Mosser. The legendary. It's TomMosserDesign.com. <laughs> uh, Instagram, at Really Big Faces, just saying. Thank it. you, Chef Claudie Pierre. Oui. And, uh, but I also get to do a lot of things with a lot of, you know, athletes and doctors and, you know, a lot of food. But then... My my passion project is the Eat Initiative, and we get to deal with the community, and it's so fun. This weekend, we're celebrating Juneteenth, in addition to the beautiful exhibit that's happening at the Energy Innovation Center, which is where my kitchen is, actually. Mm-hmm. And when I say unassuming, that building is unassuming. Mm-hmm. You do not know what's going on in there. You right. just, it's like a lair, right? It's like one of those, like... <laughs> Right, bat cave. This is a bat cave. This like you know, actually roof comes open and I get a <laughs> podcast there with Gus Farad. Yeah, that's our guy. You know Gus? Yeah, of course, we Gus do. played. He's from you know Armstrong County. He played for the Washington Redskins. Was a pro quarterback. Yeah. Quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, quarterback. Yeah, he played for a bunch of teams, the yeah. Miami Dolphins. But he's such a good guy. He's uh, got his passion. Yeah. So he had me on to talk about some football stuff. Absolutely. You know? But Chef Love. Yes. So as a, I'm, have you been on the YouTube, Zach? What's this YouTube? Coming. You're a YouTuber. <laughs> You're the first person in my life that anyone ever described as. And he's a YouTuber. Okay, a lot of shuffle, like, lot of like shuffle dancing. I want to be YouTuber. We want to be YouTubers uh, too. Okay. I have not. I, I have that one. By no means at the level of you got your podcast, but uh, my YouTube series. I like to tell people it's like a mix between Bob Ross and Mr. Rogers, but not as good. So, <laughs> okay, uh, it's really good. I, mean, I do uh, professional art videos documenting the canvases I'm working on, the murals I'm painting around the city of Pittsburgh, and I do a how to follow your dreams type video series that started around the same time as his really big faces. This was a COVID project. I was stuck in my studio. Right. I had nothing to do but film myself talking to myself, and that led to, I think I'm on my 56th YouTube video highlighting these different journeys, these different processes, art history. Teaching, how-to yep. videos that you had one huh. different about murals, different yep. techniques. I actually did a, um, I recently went to Africa back in November, and I did his yes. flow technique for paintings that I took with me to Africa, so I did a little video kind of doing my cheap- Tell them about like, Africa, what, it was with a school. Yep. While yeah, so, fighting off wow. a lion with one hand. <laughs> no, no. Wow. West Africa, no lions, goats and chickens for the most part. But, Incidentally, uh, wow. you have paint so, streaks all over your pants. <laughs> exactly. People see your work. Um, I have uh, murals all over the city. Um, Corey's from Braddock, and the free store with Giselle Fetterman actually has a giant, con- well, not a giant, but like a concrete sculpture that I, of my son heart that we were talking about a second ago that's out in front of it. Um, all of Forbes Avenue has a bunch of different mural projects. It was on Pat Buses. What you say is your most prominent visually in the city that everyone goes, oh, I've seen that. I didn't know the it's guy behind it. The Love Bus. If you guys have seen a giant, bright blue Port Authority bus that drives around with sun hearts all over it, that's Zachary that's Rudder Art. Yeah. yeah, and Tom was nice enough to even add my sun heart <laughs> yeah. to so the paint. Sun <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, but chef, that's your bus. So yeah, really. I want to ask the chef though. I, to me, I think of being a chef creating food as artistry in and of itself. 
Wouldn't you agree? Culinary art, for sure. Um, and it's funny because I get to engage with so many different people. I mean, and I, I am fortunate enough to say, I think it's the one thing that really, truly, at the core, brings everybody together. White, black, tall, short, sports, non-sports, athletes. When you put some good smelling food out on that table. You hear me? Like <laughs> everybody in here kind of started cheesing a yeah, little yeah. bit. Yes. You know what I mean? Like We're literally hungry. pun intended. It's it's so uh it, you get fed. Right. You, we feed some And what people. did you bring us to eat today? <laughs> <laughs> so cheese on it. Next time I will. Next time I will. What was um, where did you grow up, chef? Oh, so my family's from Haiti. So I'm a second generation. My mother, father, born, married in Haiti. They came over to Brooklyn in the 1980s. So I'm born in Brooklyn and uh grew up in Brooklyn, Jersey-ish area. I was actually just there for my grandmother's funeral who who passed away, Sorry. who taught me how to cook, who literally is the person who literally put food in my hands and said, "Hey, I'm going to trade all the nonsense and I'm going to give you this these lessons you know and that is what why it's so passionate weren't you essentially like the house chef growing up for eight (laughs) nine everyone full family siblings thing is she's the most creative person she's so sneaky my grandmother right she uh literally i'm over here trying to sneak and you know taste food so she's like hey i gotta i gotta wait for you to always taste the food first you know what i mean come and help me do a couple of things next thing you know you're talking about she's in her room screaming from her room yeah take the rice off now and put that so now i'm in the kitchen by myself all the time and then all my siblings i have eight siblings and countless cousins. Um, my, my parents didn't really watch TV. They just, you know. <laughs> but that's why you're the love. <laughs> okay. A lot of love. In yeah, a lot of different lot ways. Of right? and so, story, yeah. <laughs> so I'm in the kitchen and all my siblings are constantly like, hey, can you add this for me? Uh, take mine's out first and I don't want this and I don't. And so next to you know, I'm literally doing all these preparations and different things and it's funny because it's my happy place it's literally where I I get to get away it's where I bond with my children it's where like like I can be at an event and if I'm down or if I'm up I can actually just become one with the meal and that's why I tell people you can tell when someone did not want to cook for you you can always tell. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, you, it's you're like, you're right. It could be a chicken wing. It's true. Like, <laughs> How did you mess up chicken wings? You know what I mean? Because they want to. And if they want to. You haven't eaten my food. <laughs> Which, what's your go-to dish? Uh, honestly, my go-to is anything comfort. I love stews. I love things that you braise or cook over time, low and slow. Um, and and, and I, I do love gamey stuff. So if yeah. I'm not doing it, I'm like uh, uh, kind of like a, uh, I would say lamb. I love okay. lamb. All so kind of cuts of lamb. Chef Cloudy and his team are working really big faces. He's one of my yeah. sponsors as well for an exchange, but he uh, his team is going to be handling all the food preparation. We're going to have two food trucks. But you can, this show is not my show. This is our show, the way I look at it. I have people are asking me, uh, are you nervous? Are you stressed out about it? And I have so many good people that are helping me. Uh, Corey Bonet from the Energy Innovation Center. Chef Cloud, that you have him backing you. Uh, the Innovation Center itself. Um, my fiance, Myra LaRusso, has been amazing organizing my head because we're, somebody donated $100, another $100, and she itemizes because every sign has to have their name on it. Uh, there's been, this is our show, and it's this sharing the story to people. I'm just the vehicle that pushed it around. And there hasn't been any negative. How Ram- long will the exhibit be available for people at the Energy Innovation Center? So it's going to run for three weeks, and we're working on a secondary show probably um, the last week of the run. It's going to be a 
hopefully a performance by TK Kavi, a band, and it'll be more food and, and drink, but uh, for the people who couldn't make it or people wanted to get seconds, and, yeah. that's a pretty time. Wow, well, it just came to me. And just, that was an idea. Just mm-hmm. inside the Energy Innovation Center. So my kitchen is also there. Um, so shout out to Energy Innovation Center, all the people that are making this happen. The creative thing about it is I always say, and uh, people think it's funny, energy is never created or destroyed. We learned that like in what? third, fourth grade science, right? Some guy named it's, Al Einstein. Yeah, something like that, right? Some guy, right? But it's uh, only transferred. And this is an art show that literally, energy has been transferred in so many different ways. It's unreal. From other artists, hmm. from food, to literally like every single way that you could think of, energy and love has been transferred. That's why when he says that, he is not lying about, I mean, I'm calling him like, look, we're going to be fine. I don't care what the budget is. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to get you food. We're going to open up. We're going to do what we have to do. And it's just, like, so easy. When you're doing events, everyone here knows it's a nightmare because you're anxious inside. You got to work with all these people and all these different faces and everybody else. And it's just been like, all right, cool. Let's do it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, if he wasn't involved, I'd be ordering pizza. And, like, what a oh, – it's out of my uh, – my genius has many limitations, and that's one of them. I have to thank Andy Petcash, too, P-E-T. T-K-A-C. He built from scratch 60 frames and 40 easels from scratch for the show. It doesn't happen with Andy. Uh, he's uh, a craftsman, an artist, and a, he's a genius. And he's at the, he's at the building right now setting and, up for and me. And Zach, what's your background that got you into your passion and also made you a YouTuber? <laughs> uh, my passion is just meeting people. I mean, that's what I love about the Really Big Faces series is that it's just bringing people together. And my passion has always been making art that makes people feel special, that makes people want to communicate and talk to one another. And you've done live painting with bands. Yeah, absolutely. a band playing at your, sh- you had a couple shows and you're, the band's playing and you're painting. Definitely. At the same time. Yeah. Where'd you grow up? Uh, I'm from what, the West Mifflin area. Yeah, so I grew up in West Mifflin. Uh, I've always been a huge comic book fan. So, like, I started reading comics as a kid. That led to drawing the covers, which led to now I paint on top of comic books. And I actually use it as my technique. I do uh, a series of works through the comic grid system where I collage comic books on canvas and then transfer my images using the comic books as the guide. And I'm able to paint really and, big And you paintings. did a mural at the school in Africa. Yes, I did. Oh, I did three murals at the school in Africa while and I was there. Was through a church or was it... It was a, a um, it was a school a schoolhouse through Hope for Ghana, which is another Pittsburgh foundation. Um, we raised money through crowdfunding for me to go for two weeks. I pretty much lived in the village the whole entire time. I uh, painted three massive what walls in like? the schoolhouses. It was fantastic. Not bad for me? a kid from Kennywood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously, <laughs> right? Seriously. Yeah. Hey, I wake up every day pinching myself because I'm like, what did I do to deserve any of this? That's but so no, cool. Yeah. Interesting. So how do we find you on YouTube? Uh, so there's Zachary Rudder Art is my YouTube channel, but my series is Studio Time with Zach. Uh, we're currently working on an hour documentary highlighting the entire trip to Ghana, and it's called Spread Love Ghana. Uh, it was videographer. Uh, we were able to raise enough money to hire a videographer. It's getting edited together, and we're hoping to mm. not shop it around, but show it off to as many people as possible. Let them see what crowdfunding can do to change lives and people in areas where they really don't have very much. Ghana's up by Meadville, Larry. You turn, <laughs> turn left <laughs> at Meadville and go south. <laughs> Far away. Far away. (laughs) Chef Love, you've adapted well to being a Yenzer. I love Pittsburgh. um, And um, this is part of why I do. It's, it's, It's a town. It's not a city. It's a town. Pittsburgh is a town. And uh, you got to appreciate, even from the different areas, how people come together. And I always say it's a tale of two pandemics. 
There was a pandemic where people were dying and it was horrible and it sucked, right? But there was another pandemic around food specifically where I got to meet some of the most beautiful people and from all walks of life, real high net worth to very low net worth, uh, to black, to white, to, to, I mean, when I tell you people that you would never think would work together and through food, we were able to, uh, feed, I think it was over a hundred and 10,000 hot meals you know we were able to do over 80,000 what we call blessing boxes so we get them from all over we get them from the you know food bank right. from wherever but we call them blessing boxes so you know we, we I like that I love it thank you so blessing yeah Tom congratulations uh, you, this is all, it's a hit I mean it, art is congratulations to you guys too this is amazing these I'll, guys I'll are amazing you, congratulations the, people you've <laughs> introduced to here. us to in the background stories with Corey Ochai and of course we know Maria Angelica Caruso <laughs> and uh, some famous faces some people that aren't household names but each and every one of them have a fascinating background and I appreciate you sharing that with us man this is cool thank you Larry oh, I really, really appreciate Good it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna leave the studio and cry. <laughs> Good best luck. I'll, I'll, I'll hold. You. Really big faces by Tom Moss here. Zach. Good luck and thank you, Chef Cloudy. Chef Love. Chef Love. Chef Cloudy. Just don't call me late for dinner. That's all. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thanks for love with us. Wow. We want to thank Dick Dick Roberts, our producer, and uh, Vic Pascarelli, who engineered this episode, did a great job, uh, and I think. He gets it. When we bring people together, it's there's always this amazing revelation of people in our town here that are doing the right thing every day. And it's so easy to forget that when you're in the news business, that they're a lot more good than bad. So thank you, guys. Yes, and everyone has a story to tell. Yes. That's that's the whole idea behind these faces. Everybody has That's the foundation of the show. They read the stories. Look at the big noses. Convestro <laughs> uh, again presents really big faces. Tom Mosser. Thanks, Tom. Tell uh, Nancy, your sister, I said hi, and I, brother-in-law, Jack. I will. Okay, you can't say I don't know Jack, because I know Jack. You know Jack. <laughs> Jimmy Thanks, Ma- and uh, Sheila, thank you. Maria Caruso. Let's hear it for Maria Caruso. Maria. Corio Chai. Woo. Zach. Chef Love, thank you, guys. Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Cren, Sheila Heinland, episode 37. That's a wrap. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Check your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.